Today with the church, we celebrate Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday becomes something that's very difficult to preach and to talk about. And before, the, the week before this week, I tried to convince Deacon Ed to preach about it. Um, but he didn't take the bait on it. So I'm going to try my best to explain and talk about the Trinity. The reason why it's so difficult is there's so many different explanations and analogies we can use to speak on the Trinity. One, for example, is one God, two processions, three persons, four relations, five notions. We have the example of water, where it's a solid liquid and a gas. We have St. Patrick's famous three-leaf clover, or one of my favorites, the triangle, and how the image of the Trinity reflects the image of the family. But if we look at all those analogies and all those explanations of the Trinity, if we push the limits of those analogies, they become heresy. They become incorrect in explaining the Trinity. And, and it becomes something difficult to understand and comprehend. For that reason, Trinity, the Trinity itself is a mystery of our faith. Mystery not in the fact that it's hard to understand or can't be comprehended, but mystery, just like our gospel reading today, requires us to dive deeper every day in that understanding. We can't fully comprehend and understand what it means to be one God, three persons. We can only try and attempt to uncover bits and bits of the understanding of the Trinity. Just like how we can peel the individual layers of an onion apart, we can only begin to peel back layers upon layers of the Trinity. And until our time when we see God face to face, do we truly and completely understand what it means to be one God in three persons? So then what can we say what can we do and what can we talk about the Trinity or how can we talk about the Trinity? I think one of the beautiful things we can say and talk about and explain and look at the Trinity is its mirror of a perfect relationship. This mirroring of a perfect relationship is an invitation for us to make that same relationship present here on earth. Because when we look at God the Father, he freely, fully, faithfully, and fruitfully gave up his love to his son. His son responds to that love in complete obedience, surrender, and a complete gift of self back to him. And we see that very clearly in the life he gave here on earth. He chose freely to become man, to become the Word made flesh, and dwelt here among us, to respond to that love that He has for us. And then the Holy Spirit is the love in which they share. So what is that relationship therefore for us? What does that mean for us? And how does that, how do we imbue and show and mirror that love that relationship of the Trinity. We must ask ourselves, how are we therefore loving and reflecting that love? I want to look at the example of the triangle. 
When we look at a triangle or when we look at the image of the Trinity, it's always done in a similar triangle where the Holy Spirit is the topmost point and then the Father is sitting on one side and the Son. But when we flip the triangle upside down, a father, a mother, and the love that is shared between them is the child they bring into this world. So in the love that you have for each other as parents brings about and is manifested that love in the child you bring. For us who are single, the child is not just our own body and blood, but that child that we have can be our spiritual children that we carry. The love that we have for the other, the sacrifice that we make for the other and those around us. So in communicating that love, how are we doing in communicating that? Are we following the example of the Trinity in which the Father freely, fully, faithfully give of himself to the other? Are we, when we're loving others around us, are we fully giving our love? Are we only loving them for X, Y, and Z? When it's convenient, when it's easy to love, when it's okay to just say, I love you. To put it in a different perspective, husbands, are you loving your wife when they're nagging at you? Wives, are you loving your husband when they're not doing as you've asked them to? Those are the moments in which we're called to remain faithful and fully love them even in their imperfection. But as we respond to that love, are we doing it in complete obedience? Obedience not in the fact that I have to do it. My wife is going to continue to nag at me, therefore I'm going to just do it so she can stop. But instead to respond to that invitation and say, I'm going to do it because I love you. Or even better, I don't have to do it at all. I don't have to wait for you to tell me. But I'm going to take the initiative to do it anyway. I love you enough where I'm going to be obedient and giving of myself completely. And in doing so, the fruits of that love relationship between husband and wife becomes a powerful witness and testimony to the relationship of the Trinity. Because the fruits of that relationship becomes the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. Patient, kindness, gentleness. Those are the marks in which we see the Trinity being lived out in our lives, being communicated by how we live our lives every day. So then the question for us is how are we partaking in the communion with the Trinity? How are we united together with the Trinity? Are we allowing God to enter our lives where we're at in the messiness of our lives, in the imperfection of our lives, and for us to enter into that relationship of love with God? the relationship of full, faithful, fruitful, 
the relationship of self of obedience of self gift the fruits of that love between us and the trinity is the invitation and is the call for us today amen